Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into the world of sales with Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount, a definitive guide packed with strategies for sales professionals aiming to master the art of prospecting. Jeb Blount is not only a best selling author, but also a seasoned sales acceleration consultant with a wealth of experience that he brings to the table. Recognized among the top 50 most influential leaders in sales and marketing, Blunt delivers a no-nonsense manual for those who aspire to elevate their sales game. In Fanatical Prospecting, Blunt enforces a clear and compelling message. Success in sales is directly tied to the ability to consistently fill your pipeline with fresh leads. He acknowledges that without stepping up to the plate, and putting in the prospecting work, salespeople can't expect to hit those home runs that define a sales superstar. This book serves as a practical masterclass, equipped with actionable tips and proven tactics to steer you towards a path of relentless prospecting and ultimately greater sales success. This episode is tailored for a diverse audience, including salespeople who are deep in the trenches looking to sharpen their techniques, executives seeking strategic perspectives, entrepreneurs longing to break free from ineffective one-size-fits-all solutions, and lateral thinkers eager to garner new insights from the sales field. Join us as we explore how fanatical prospecting can transform your selling approach, increase your lead generation, and accelerate your path to becoming a sales champion. Fanatical Prospecting, The Ultimate Guide to Opening Sales Conversations and Filling the Pipeline by Leveraging Social Selling, Telephone, Email, Text, and Cold Calling. Introduction, Ditch the Rose-Tinted Glasses, a true sales pro's playbook for prospecting. As you stroll through the business section of a bookstore, it's impossible to miss that the shelves are crammed with self-proclaimed experts who promise you success with little effort. Their strategies seem seductive, all gain with no pain. Yet, take a step back and consider the realities of sales. It's a battlefield marked by resilience and tenacity. For anyone in sales, rejection is as frequent as morning coffee. Indeed, to conquer the world of sales, one must master the craft of prospecting. It's not for the faint-hearted. Only a blend of unwavering determination and a solid strategy keeps one from sinking. Jeb Blunt, seasoned in the tumultuous seas of sales, serves us undiluted truth instead of sugar-coated fantasies. Let go of illusions, he advises. For success in sales isn't conjured by whimsy. It's an equilibrium of creativity and systematic approach, and it's absolutely teachable. In this narrative, we'll take you through essential lessons that chart a course for genuine sales prowess. Explore why anchoring to a solitary sales tactic could capsize your strategy. Learn tactics to vanquish the dread of rejection. And discover the significance of stepping into your client's world when pitching your product. Part 1. Unlocking the lifeblood of business. There is no substitute for hard work in sales. Consider a fundamental truth. Business thrives on sales, the lifeblood that keeps the corporate heart pumping. It's a law as old as commerce itself. 
nothing starts until someone sells something. Yet, amid the flurry of self-styled experts with their tempting pitches, the real art of selling remains a mystery to many. You'll find no shortage of these so-called experts peddling shortcuts to success, but the harsh reality is that their solutions are often echo chambers of what salespeople wish to hear. They're selling a dream, the idea that there's an express lane to the top. Enticing, isn't it? Joe Desenia, a renowned entrepreneur and writer, captures this allure perfectly when he notes that easy is perhaps the most irresistible sales hook ever conceived. From get-rich-quick promises to effortless solutions for complex problems, we're drawn to the idea of a panacea, even when skeptically aware of its improbability. Sales professionals are not immune to such fantasies, especially when presented with the notion that traditional prospecting is outdated. However, success in sales is not a walk in the park. The pursuit of blazing sales figures and seamless deals is a marathon, demanding unwavering commitment. Talent, though admirable, is but a single facet. Without putting in the work, it's like a blade without a handle. Impressive, but ineffective. Sales superstars, the vanguard who capture the lion's share of deals, are acutely conscious of this. Many have witnessed how even the most cunning, ambitious, and knowledgeable among their ranks stumbled time and again because they neglected the grind required for triumph. What sets these high flyers apart isn't merely their aptitude, but their unyielding grind, their relentless prospecting. These top echelon salespeople are the embodiment of industriousness, forsaking meals to dial numbers, carving out time on weekends for drafting emails, and tirelessly striving beyond their shifts to secure that extra conversation. Even as dusk falls, they're mining social networks, striving to forge connections that could manifest as tomorrow's opportunities. This is the essence of keeping the sales pipeline abuzz. Without a continuous influx of prospects, sales outcomes are as barren as a deserted mine. The doctrine of the fanatical prospector, etched into the ethos of the true sales elite, reveres the relentless hunt for leads. In the upcoming segments, let's delve into the realm of these extraordinary sales artisans. Examining the tapestry of practice, discipline, and strategy that defines their craft. Part two, prospecting like a pro means embracing the awkwardness and pushing past rejection. Let's face the music. Prospecting is hardly a walk in the park. If you've ever been on the front lines of the sales battlefield, you know it can be a grunt's job. The truth is stark. Prospecting is essentially about disruption. You're dropping into someone's day uninvited, and that's an inherently uncomfortable dance. As a salesperson hungry for a deal, it's part of your job to be an interrupter. Naturally, this is neither easy nor comfortable. Whether it's the cold call that breaks somebody's concentration, or the unsolicited email that lands in a busy inbox, there's no way to predict the reception you'll get. More often than not, it's annoyance, rejection, a virtual door slammed shut in your face. This is the rough-and-tumble world of sales, and it's not for the thinned-skinned. Humans crave acceptance, recognition, and an outright no can burn like acid. This pervasive dread of rejection is often the culprit behind a sales team's underwhelming performance. When companies stutter in hitting their quotas 
and bring in someone like the author to diagnose the problem, he frequently observes a sales floor paralyzed by what-ifs. Sales reps might fixate on the doom and gloom of potential rejection, making excuses rather than calls. In some cases, even warm leads, established customers no less, are viewed as daunting cold calls. Here's the kicker. Companies that lean heavily on attracting customers rather than proactively engaging them don't often strike gold automatically. The most lucrative deals aren't just lying around waiting to blow up your phone. These top-shelf prospects are bombarded by your rivals, and if you play the waiting game, you better be ready for an eternity of silence. Enter the fanatical prospectors, a different breed of sales animals. They live by a simple philosophy. In the ruthless world of sales, nothing is handed to you on a silver platter. Just like the proverbial mountain, if opportunity isn't knocking, you've got to build the door. It's about seizing the initiative, stepping up, and confronting that fear with each dial and email. So steel yourself, break through the paralysis of phone phobia, and start reaching out. There's no mountain these prospectors won't climb, because waiting isn't an option. Part 3. Embrace the phone, the unsung hero of successful sales prospecting. Here's a little humor to lighten the daunting atmosphere of sales work. Want to halt a salesperson in his tracks? Just place a phone in front of him. It's a small acknowledgement of an industry-wide truth. Telephone prospecting is universally dreaded. The irony, however, is that this dreaded task is tremendously effective. While the aversion to telephone prospecting is nearly universal among sales professionals, it's impossible to argue with its results. It outperforms other methods like direct mail and even trumps the modern technique of social selling when it comes to connection rates. Surprisingly, despite our digital-centric era with social media at every turn, the effectiveness of phone prospecting has actually increased by 5% across the business world since the 1990s. So, what gives? The reasons are both logical and simple. Phones aren't just hanging on office walls anymore. They're pocket-sized lifelines carried by individuals at all times. And with the digitalization of numerous business interactions, a personal call now shines among a sea of impersonal, easily ignorable online touches. The actual voice of another human being has, in a way, become a novelty. What does this mean for anyone in sales? Succinctly, to hit your numbers, you have to embrace the dial tone. Avoiding the phone isn't just impractical, it's a recipe for failure. Even if you think your strength lies in face-to-face interactions, remember, physical meetings can't beat the efficiency and immediacy of a phone call. But how do you overcome the inherent reluctance to pick up the phone? Try taking a page out of Nicholas Chamfort's philosophy, eat the frog first. The concept is straightforward. If you must do something unpleasant, such as eating a frog, do it right off the bat. The rest of your day can only get better. Apply that to telephone prospecting. Commit your initial work hours to tackling the phone calls you dread most, and afterwards, you can invest your time in more agreeable forms of prospecting. By starting your day with the toughest task, everything that follows will be a breeze, or at least significantly less toad-like. Part 4 
When it comes to selling, social media is more finesse than firepower. These days, you can hardly talk about sales without the conversation skewing towards the promise of social selling. In an era where social platforms dictate much of our social and professional interplay, it might seem like a no-brainer to claim this territory as the next sales frontier. But let's pump the brakes on that notion for a moment. To set the record straight, deploying social media as your lone sales strategy isn't the game changer some purport it to be. When it comes to cold, hard conversion rates, traditional calling and emailing still reign supreme. To illustrate, consider this anecdote. The author recalls a situation in which a social media advocate was, paradoxically, cold calling to promote her supposedly superior, socially driven sales strategy. The inherent irony spoke volumes. Even those who preach the gospel of social selling can't deny the unmatched potency of an unplanned phone call. So, if pitted against each other, good old prospecting via conventional methods outperforms its social media cousin. Here's why. Truly, social selling isn't selling in the direct sense. Reflect on your own social media practices. You might log in for networking, news, personal sharing, but not to be sold to. As a potential consumer on social platforms, a direct pitch feels intrusive and can be a fast track to souring potential relationships. Yet, hold off on dismissing social media from your sales arsenal. In the landscape of sales evolution, social media is as groundbreaking a disruption as the telephone once was, but in a far subtler guise. It's an unparalleled reconnaissance tool, providing a rich seam of contextual insights. By observing online behaviors and preferences, salespeople glean valuable information about what might appeal to prospects. Social platforms allow building brand awareness and cultivate a broader audience not directly selling, but sowing seeds for future harvest. So, where should you cast your digital net? Let's carry over a bit of timeless wisdom. Go where the money is. Target the online habitats of your customer base. If your prospects frequent Twitter, that's your battlefield. If they lean towards LinkedIn, establish your presence there. The guiding principle is that your social media efforts should yield measurable returns clinching deals, or at least laying the groundwork for prosperous connections. Remember, in the currency of time, make sure you're investing where your prospects live, for that's where the true value lies. Part 5. Three P's that can sabotage a prospector's success. Prospectors, take heed. Lurking in the shadows of your sales journey are three formidable foes. Procrastination, perfectionism, and paralysis. These three Ps can cripple even the most seasoned prospector's pursuit of success. Consider procrastination as the seductive but treacherous siren of sales. Tomorrow is another day, the procrastinator murmurs, yet the truth is that tomorrow only introduces the same temptation to delay. Picture the scenario as if you were faced with a mammoth task, quite literally, eating an elephant. Those riddles from our youth teach a powerful lesson. The only way to conquer such a colossal challenge is incrementally, bite by bite. Skip those vital daily increments, and soon you're faced with an impossible beast to chew through. Stalling doesn't just risk your productivity. It's a one-way ticket to a frenzied catch-up attempt 
that often is too little too late. Sales is a marathon of steady, committed steps. Neglect these steps, and you risk ending up with endless regrets and an empty outcome. Now to perfectionism, a creature born from an overzealous quest for flawlessness. While it's dressed in the noble garb of achieving the best, it often paralyzes action. To illustrate, the author once recounted observing Jeremy, a determined sales rep who toiled for hours on end, obsessively poring over client information. The result? A mere seven calls within three hours. Compare this to Sandra, less precise, more gutsy, who plunged into the fray, making 53 calls in one hour, securing conversations with key decision makers and landing valuable meetings. The moral? An imperfect action is often more fruitful than frozen impeccability. Finally, we confront paralysis, a state of overwrought analysis where action is smothered under the weight of what-if scenarios. That picture of jittery salespeople fixedly staring at their devices, immobilized by potential outcomes? It's a telling portrait of overthinking in action. Sure, prospects might reject your offer, but the only certainty is uncertainty if you never reach out. So dial that number, make the interruption, and give prospects a reason to listen. Remember, in sales, motion beats meditation, and it's the action takers who predominantly reap the rewards. Part 6. For sales success, blend your approach like the best investment portfolio. Picture a friend seeking your counsel on an investment venture. He's been dazzled by a financial expert promising sky-high returns on a singular stock and is on the verge of pouring all his savings into it. Intuitively, you'd urge him to reconsider, to distribute his risk across various assets. Just as in investing in sales, diversity isn't just encouraged, it's vital for survival. The tendency to go all in on one sales strategy is often spurred by misguided counsel. Sales gurus peddle their exclusive formulas, each touting a golden method, whether it be through relentless emailing, social media engagement, or any other single-channel focus. Yet the reality is, there's no sacred road that leads to every salesperson's El Dorado. Singular methodologies typically yield underperforming results when stacked against the varied tactics adopted by the most astute salespeople. The most effective prospecting strategy? Think of it as a tapestry woven from an assortment of threads. Telephonic calls, emails, face-to-face interactions, text messages, social media, trade exhibitions, and even the traditional cold call. The concoction of methods will be as unique as the individual using them, tailored to specific industries, products, and even geographic regions. What might be fruitful in the bustling streets of an urban center could prove futile in the quiet expanse of the countryside. A sales rookie might find greater success forging connections through calls, while a seasoned local will likely flourish by cultivating long-standing relationships. Consider, too, the nature of the company. A consultancy firm could find its rhythm through LinkedIn engagements, targeting other professionals where they congregate, while a well-rooted enterprise might focus on strengthening ties through calls and emails to known contacts. Striking the right balance in your approach is an art, and while it will depend on personal circumstance, 
observing those who excel in your field provides a valuable blueprint. So, take notes from the sales veterans securing impressive contracts around you. They've honed the fine mix of strategies. Now it's your turn to craft your own, to stir your way to success. Part 7. Never let your sales pipeline run dry by adhering to these three prospecting rules. The mantra of every sales professional could easily be summed up in three words. Prospects, prospects, prospects. It's the relentless pursuit of these potential opportunities that can occupy up to 80% of a successful salesperson's effort. Why such dedication? Because just like in baseball, the more swings you take, the better your odds of a home run. To keep your sales pipeline brimming with potential, let's consider three vital laws of prospecting. We begin with the universal law of need, which highlights a cruel paradox. The more desperately you need a sale, the less likely you are to clinch one. Desperation acts like fog, clouding your judgment and pushing you toward questionable decisions. But beyond that, it carries an unmistakable odor that clients detect instantly, making it a repellent rather than a motivator. How do we escape the clutches of this law? Enter the 30-day rule, a stark reminder that the groundwork laid today impacts your success in the coming months. The sales you secure in any given 90-day period are, invariably, the harvest of your prospecting activities from 30 days prior. It's all too easy to get caught up in closing current deals and neglect the field of future prospects, but such neglect has its price. A barren pipeline and increasing desperation 90 days down the road. The third edict is the law of replacement. It's not just about keeping the pipeline moving. It's recognizing that, like a game of musical chairs, each advance removes options that must be replenished. Imagine Becky, who begins with 30 leads and a 10% close rate. She nails a deal, a reason to celebrate, but her work isn't done. With every success, several more leads will inevitably wither on the vine. To keep the numbers in her favor, Becky must continuously nurture and add new leads, ensuring that for every deal celebrated, there's an influx of fresh opportunities. All three laws sing in chorus. Vigilance in prospecting safeguards against the famine that strikes those who feast today with no thought for tomorrow's sustenance. Keep swinging, keep sowing, and maintain a pipeline plump with possibilities. That's the prospector's pledge. Part 8. Prospecting champions play by the numbers to keep their game on point. In the world of competitive sports, Champions are made not by mere strength or speed, but by their mastery of the metrics that define their performance. Nanoseconds, inches, heart rate, every measurable aspect is scrutinized for improvement. It's this statistical obsession that makes the difference between good and great. Sales pros share this affinity for analytics, understanding that it's not about raw activity, but about meaningful action. Kind of like comparing the flailing punches of an amateur boxer to the precise jabs of a pro. The difference lies in two crucial metrics, efficiency and effectiveness. Efficiency is like the pacing of a long-distance runner. It's about maintaining an optimal rate of prospecting over time. Are you making 100 calls in an hour or managing only a fraction of that? Effectiveness, in turn, is about hitting the target. It's not about the sheer number of calls, 
It's about whether those calls move the needle, creating opportunities or gleaning valuable insights. If a hundred calls yield nothing, that's all sound and fury, signifying nothing. Ten calls that lead to a genuine lead? That's the sweet spot of effectiveness. The goal for each sales pro is to harness both efficiency and effectiveness, balancing quantity with quality. And the only true compass on this journey is the data. Surprisingly, though, many salespeople travel blind, navigating by gut feeling rather than by concrete numbers. Take the author's own experience with a team member. When the sales seemed sparse, the rep lamented that no one's pulling the trigger, believing he'd made close to 50 calls that day. The truth? He'd reached out to just 12 prospects in seven hours. A few harsh rejections had soured his morning to the extent that he virtually hit pause on his efforts for the rest of the day. It wasn't the rejection that was the real dilemma. Rejection is part of the game. But his lack of awareness of his declining performance due to not tracking his activities. Without the clarity that comes from tracking statistics, even the most talented salesperson can drift off course. Like elite athletes who leave nothing to chance. Top prospectors let the hard numbers drive their strategies and continually refine their approach to stay ahead of the pack. Part 9. Optimize your prospecting efforts with a solid pyramid strategy. Once upon a time, the author was called to resuscitate the sales fortunes of a company lost in the prospecting wilderness. Their maze of a database was a testament to modern technology, except it lacked a compass. When he inquired how the sales team decided whom to call, he discovered their randomness was a direct line to inefficiency. The company's prospecting needed structure. It needed prioritization. It needed a pyramid. Envision your prospects not distributed across a monotone grid, but as a dynamic pyramid, each tier representing a degree of opportunity and closeness to a sale. The base is vast and unrefined, a place for contacts with little more than a name and affiliation. This is your information gathering ground, a place to sprout more details and elevate these prospects to the next level. At the second tier, prospects become more tangible. You're now privy to emails, phone numbers, demographics, even budget sizes. The goal here is to discern the timing of their decision-making, inching your prospects up to a point where the purchase consideration is ripe. Ascend to the third tier, and you're nurturing a more intimate bond with your soon-to-be clients. Stay alert for those telltale signs they're ready to embark on a buying journey, and you'll be positioned to guide them along. The fourth tier is your prime territory, your treasure map of sorts. These are your conquest prospects, the creme de la creme that require your vigilant focus and strategic charm, readying you to strike when opportunity flares. One step short of the summit sit the hot leads and inbound referrals, prospects funneled directly into your hands. They're warmed up and prepped to go, making them ripe for the picking today. Perching at the pinnacle of the pyramid, glaring like a beacon, are the qualified prospects, clients who are practically clamoring for what you offer. Their need is urgent, their decision swift. If you aren't reaching out to them right this instant, you're likely surrendering a golden opportunity to someone else. This pyramid isn't just a structure, it's a tactical guide. It tells you where to invest your energy, how to amplify your efficiency, and when to fine-tune your effectiveness. 
By allocating your prospects within the pyramid's hierarchy, you transform the randomness into a well-oiled, productive quest for sales success. Part 10. To win over prospects. Make it all about them and show the benefits they'll reap. Every sales pitch is like a key, crafted uniquely to unlock the interest of potential clients. But crafting that key requires more skill than casting a simple spell. It requires a genuine understanding of the prospect's needs and the delivery of a tangible, alluring promise of benefits. Picture this. A prospect is swamped with tasks, their daily grind is unrelenting, and along comes a sales call. What they absolutely don't need is a monologue about the miraculous nature of a product. What they crave, though they may not consciously realize it, is a clear answer to a fundamental question. What's in it for me? As sales guru Jill Conrath eloquently puts it, the most compelling pitches are those that illuminate the tangible results a customer will gain from the product or service in question. Success here is typically threefold. Firstly, align your offering with a specific measurable business outcome that resounds with your prospect. Perhaps your service slashes costs or supercharges revenue. Make that connection crystal clear. Secondly, benchmarks matter. No prospect seriously considers an overhaul unless they're convinced it's a step up. Your task is to demonstrate, in no uncertain terms, the enhancement your product brings over the current solutions they have in place. Finally, there's something irresistible about hard proof. Concrete examples of customer satisfaction or success stories where your service genuinely made a difference can be the most convincing argument in your repertoire. So, gear up to reflect the true desires and challenges of your prospect in your pitch. Being fanatical isn't just about persistence. It's about shaping your message to resonate with the most critical aspects of your potential client's world. When they can see what's in it for them, the rest of the conversation will surely follow. Final summary. The final spin on this tale of sales is plain yet potent. While the allure of digital landscapes and social media's siren song is strong, they are but tools in a much grander kit. In the world of sales, the fundamental skill that separates the able from the ablest is a tenacity for prospecting. This isn't mere shooting in the dark. It's a deliberate, multi-pronged approach, utilizing every channel available, from the written lure of an email to the crafted allure of a social media presence. However, don't be swayed by those preaching the supremacy of any new sales conduits. There's an enduring magic in the directness and intimacy of a phone call that no amount of digital innovation has yet to eclipse. The personal touch, the human connection that comes from hearing a voice, is irreplaceable. Strategic dialing, anchored by a pitch that puts the listener's interests front and center, is still one of the strongest arrows in a skilled salesperson's quiver. Tap into that connection, mold your message to resonate with the listener's inner tune of what's in it for me, and watch the doors swing open. As these insights unfold, it's clear that the art of selling is both timeless and timely, demanding a blend of the new and the truest, a perpetual pursuit of connections that convert prospects into willing partners in commerce.
Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.